Butker trying to line this up. Winchester will snap it. Colquitt will hold it. Twenty twenty tie. High snap. Pull down. Butker's kick is up and is right down the boulevard. It's good. And the Chiefs take a twenty three to twenty lead with four seconds left in regulation. And Harrison Butker kicks some. You know what? Welcome to the Chiefs Kingdom. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? You're listening to the Arrowheads Abroad podcast with myself, Brad Simcox, the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, and backing us up at safety is Dave Barnett. How are we doing, boys? Doing right, better right. now doing that right, you're back. Mate. Yeah? Yeah, I'm so pleased you're back. I've hosted this show far too many times recently, I and I know I've mentioned this before, but I hate it. And Dave knows I hate it. Everyone <laughs> listening it. knows. Everyone listening knows I hate it. I just find it so hard, and I've got so much respect for you. And I know I've given you a lot of crap recently about Ryan Tracy and how we want to replace you. Well, I've changed my mind, Brad. Really? Um, yes, I have. I I now respect you a lot more than I did, purely because you are willing to host this show, not because of your talents to do so, just the fact that you're willing to do it. So that's so, my respect. <laughs> not quite MVP level yet. Not quite yet. No, the that, fact that, you turn up, your your participation award is better <laughs> than mine. <laughs> oh, thanks, mate. That's lovely. Yeah, honestly, I wouldn't recommend anyone to go back and listen to Monday's show because I just I was a car crash, and um, you were a car crash. The yeah, other two yeah. were all right. No, the other two were fine. Owen and Dave were absolutely fine. It was just me. I, I listened back to it because I needed like quality check it as we do afterwards. And yeah. um, we after about ten minutes. Normally, I listen to the whole thing after ten minutes. I was like, right, I've had enough of this. I can't listen to myself anymore. <laughs> I it I just turned it off. Yeah. So I don't know how the the show ended. I don't know if I said anything I shouldn't have, but. Um, yeah, no, never again, please. Never again, no. No, please. <laughs> no, no, I, I've been quite busy lately. So, uh, yeah, I, 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 sorry about that, mate. Sorry for dropping you in it. Again, it was on the day as well, wasn't it? It was. Are so, you back now? Are you like I'm back now, yeah. Se- I'm 17 weeks back. of the season. Can we get you for 34 shows? Is that going to be okay? <laughs> you should be able to, yeah. I think you okay. should be able to, yeah. Um, next week might be a bit of a problem because I'm actually away again. But <laughs> Yeah, I know. But other than that, no, I'm ready for, for week one. Definitely for the full season. Um, how are you boys anyway? Everything good? Yeah, it's alright, isn't it? Everything alright? Yeah. I'm a bit jealous of you two going out for a pint on Wednesday. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was only one though, because someone drove I did down oh, to Manchester. Like a twat. I drove down to see, <laughs> see David Manchester. Why uh, didn't what? you get the train? Um, He's an know. idiot. I don't know, really. Um, I should have probably got the train, actually. But I think next time I might have to do that. And you're gonna have to come as well, Tom. Yeah, maybe. I was actually kind of looking forward to um, getting like this the Skype call, the Facebook video call from you two. Sat in a pub. Oh, look at us! Aren't you jealous? And then when Dave told me you actually left after an hour, I was kind of happy. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I was. I wasn't getting hammered with Dave so I could drive home afterwards. Oh, that's not how it works. Uh, right. Okay, lads. Um, not much to talk about this week, really, is there? Um, <laughs> we've got uh, the, we've got the preseason game coming up on Saturday. Um, we have, but we have no training really to kind of discuss. Nothing really has happened, uh, other than the fact that DeAnthony Thomas is back, uh, adding that uh, more speed to the Legion of Zoom. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. the free, wasn't it a four three eight? Wasn't it what he ran? So yeah. I mean, he was quicker than Sammy Watkins. Just I, I, I don't know the exact time, but this is Dave two pulling strings here. Yeah. Um, he wanted a special teams guy. I'm sure they saw Marcus Kemp as the special teams guy, and obviously his season ended that last terrible, week with that injury. Yeah, it was such a shame for him to, his season to end like that after he's playing so well. MCL was it ACL and MCL? Yeah, that's that's Jeez, that's bad. Like he's going to struggle to come back and make a career in football after that, yeah. especially in the NFL. He might be, um, I don't know, St. Louis Battlehawks bound or something like that um, <laughs> in in the future. But um, back to the Anthony Thomas, yeah, this, he's a special teams guy. Dave Tube trusts him. He's always been good on special teams, especially as a gunner. So I, I expect him to be to be in the mold for that. Obviously, wide receiver five, wide receiver six um, spot and basically replace Marcus Kemp leaving the that last spot to be fought between for a couple of people yeah it's like he's never left really isn't it straight back in um yeah it's it's good to have him back it's it's good to have that um reliance I suppose isn't it on a, on a player of his caliber and his speed as well so uh, yeah I'm happy to have him back um interesting fact he scored scored the first touchdown that I ever saw live in person really to Anthony Thomas yeah well not Chiefs touchdown that was when I went to the Raiders game he got a punt return for a touchdown ah, right. okay. many so moons ago you got a bit of a soft spot for him yeah yeah a little bit and obviously he scored a touchdown at Wembley as well when he came he over did. here he did score a touchdown at Wembley right in, right in front of mine, mine and Dave's face it, yes it was yeah I think uh, was it Brian Parker and Kelsey out making the blocks yeah. um, <laughs> and I, I think the Patriots have used that play like three or four times in the last couple of years um, yeah. copying the Kelsey the can't block yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say, isn't it? Uh, right. Well, w- what we'll do is we're going to actually give you our uh, players that we think are going to going to make or break on Saturday, or is their make or break moment for Saturday? And uh, we've we've picked a few, haven't we? We've probably picked mm-hmm. about one each. Um, so yeah, Dave, do you want to set us off, mate, with your uh, make or break player? Uh, yeah, it's tough because there's a think... lot of them, <laughs> isn't there? Um, well, yeah, technically there's 45. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever you call it now. Um, what is it, 47? Yeah. To get down to 53. Um, I'm going to... It's tough, but I'm probably going to go with... Cam Irving. Not a, ah, right. a super obvious one or anything yeah. like that. But he has not been great, it's safe to say, so far in uh, pre-season. And um, I just... He's disappointed since we traded for him. Mm. Um, I just... Yeah, I don't think he's really deserved a roster spot based on his play. And it's just kind of... He's there because... There's no one else area, yeah. to kind of beat him out almost. Well, and he's been it's, in, not, it's not really why you want guys on the roster. No, he's, um, he's been earmarked to be this this swing tackle for the Chiefs, and so far this preseason he's looked awful. Obviously, originally when he was drafted, he was a tackle and did awful and was traded to us and obviously kicked inside. Um, 
there's been talks this week or apparently at practice that he's been tried out again with the ones back inside so maybe the Chiefs if they see a future for Cam Irving it's going to be as a backup uh, in an interior spot but I think we've got enough cover there I suppose it comes down to whether the Chiefs feel like Cam Irving is a better swing tackle than potentially Dino Boyd is and, and Dino Boyd is a guy that we know absolutely nothing about, really. And so it'd be interesting to see how them two get on 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 Saturday if they both end up playing in a position with the twos or the threes in, at tackle and see how they get on. Because I think uh, if Dino Boyd does outperform Cam Irving at one of those spots on on Saturday night, this could be the end for Cam Irving. Yeah, strange to think that, isn't it? And why why has the Chiefs really let this get to this point with that in that position though to get it to a really weak? You know, it's not there's um, no depth in it at all, is it? I mean, there is depth there. We just it's just not not good depth. Really? <laughs> well, it, it's kind of projects. You know, Allegretti yeah. sixth round pick, McKenzie sixth round pick. Um, you know, not everyone turns out like LDT. Um, no. So it's kind of yeah, they've just kind of been papering over the cracks. Obviously, losing Mitch Morse as well in the off season. Obviously, they like Rita. Um, when he came and filled in for Morse mm-hmm. last year, anyway, so I'm I'm not, you know, overly fussed about the starting position. But you suddenly take, you know, a starter and move a guy who wasn't a starter into the starting position, and yeah. then suddenly you've lost a depth guy. Um, so yeah, it's it's asking a lot for these, you know, sixth round picks to come in and and make the difference. So yeah. <laughs> I would would not be shocked if it's you know a position that the Chiefs address yeah. probably you know in the draft next year because I'd I say Fisher on his current deal is I don't know if he'll get re-signed you know it's a when lot did, of money. When does his deal ex- expire? Is it next year? I think I think he's got one more year after after this year. I think. Don't quote me on that, but. Um, googling, I'm googling. It's <laughs> when it get, when he gets to the cap hit that he's gonna hit. I think next year, it's a pretty pretty crazy cap hit. Hmm. Um, but, but they've both been solid. I think to answer has, your question, has Fisher been solid? Though? Yeah, I've, I, I think don't, we are way past the days of Eric Fisher being. I don't a think he's bad. Team. I don't think he's bad. But for what you're paying him, that's the problem. Can you get better, better play, much cheaper? By drafting a guy, and but, that's going to be the question. I the think probably next Fisher, year. The expectation when Eric Fisher come out of college, okay, he's the number one pick. He has to, he will be good day one. But that obviously wasn't the point. It took years to to get to where he is now. There's no saying that if we draft a guy to replace Eric Fisher next year, that he's going to be capable of doing that. Look how long it took Fisher himself. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is, you have to you look at that draft is historically bad. Mm-hmm. You know, there's pl- yeah, pl- regard- plenty. Regardless of plenty. how bad it was, yes, but if I'm just saying this. One pick, you're expected to to perform. No, but the, that was horrendous draft, and it, that was a position of need for the Chiefs, and they kind of, you know, those were the two guys, him and Jockle, and mm-hmm. neither of them have done anything. It just shows it was a bad draft. Wasn't the Chiefs making a bad decision? It was just a bad, it was a bad draft. Bad really. draft. I um, think you're being harsh on Eric Fisher to. I I. To I don't. I, I don't think he's bad. No, no, no. Now. I'm not. I'm not saying he's bad. I'm just saying for what he's going to cost us, um, in a year or two, for the cat, you know, the the level of play, I just, I don't know. I, I don't think when you, especially when you look at 
how good you know Schwartz is playing on the other side and you know was previously costing considerably less and is still not really costing any more mm-hmm. at the minute I'm just I say I just I don't I'm not sold I'm just looking now at his Fisher's contracted to 2021 but there's there's no dead cap in the 2021 no guaranteed salary yeah. in the next two years yeah. so I say you can basically you, you get like two and a half million dead money next year yeah. and zero the year after so, so it's basically he's he could be if we wanted to next year and I say his cap number next year is twelve million dollars. That's a that's yeah. a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And you know, with guys you know, Mahomes contract, for example, is gonna be You're gonna want to renewed next off season. Yeah. You know they're gonna try and tie that up as early as possible. Definitely. Yeah. You know, you've got Chris Jones' new cap hit, if that gets sorted out, you know, soon Tyreek, yeah. you know, and they're all guys I'd much rather see stick on the roster mm-hmm. than Fisher at that level of cap hit, if you know what I mean. And yeah, you know, I, it's not I, I, supposed I totally... to be a—it's not supposed to be a criticism of Fisher. It's mm-hmm. just more when you're trying to pay your quarterback, you kind of need to figure out ways where you can save mm-hmm. money elsewhere. And you know, you cut Fisher and you draft a guy in the first round at tackle. I do think there's you know, money to be saved, and the, you're absolutely that's, that's right. That's potentially they, they, seven or eight million dollars you're saving mm-hmm. against the cap there. I just think there's probably smarter ways to save money, and for me, when you've got the franchise there in in the backfield, you want to try your hardest to protect him. And I would much rather have a solid left tackle that costs a bit than a rookie that could be a turnstile. Yeah, for sure. I, okay. I say I'm not. I'm not. I don't. I don't disagree. But I say I think we're gonna have to get creative. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, Soon. Brent, oh, Brent Veach has certainly got his work come out, cut out when it comes to the cap. The Chiefs have got so it's much young true, talent, yeah. and the, obviously, the com- I know we'll probably save money on Watkins next yeah. year. Yeah, but that's not going to cover mm-hmm. all of it. No. no. Okay. We'll uh, save Tom- this. We we'll save the rest of this chat for the uh, 2020 off-season edition when the Chiefs <laughs> hold the first yeah. second pick. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just obviously stemming yeah. from that Cam offensive Irving, line. Yeah. There's, yeah. you know, there's a couple of positions there where you think the Chiefs could address mm-hmm. it and the thing is you could draft a guy in the first round next year mm-hmm. kick him inside for a year and then move him outside the year after you know that's been done before by mm-hmm. multiple teams so you know there's there's options there but I say I think the Chiefs are going to have to look to improve that but also you know look to get creative in ways a little bit as well because I don't think you can be paying what the money that they'll be paying to three offensive linemen and still pay other guys elsewhere at the same time we just spent 10 minutes talking about offensive linemen this podcast has really progressed over the last two and a half years Uh, (laughs) like just talking about Mahomes for 10 minutes if we were talking about offensive linemen when this podcast first started I reckon the total conversation would have lasted 30 seconds (laughs) (laughs) max but we just managed a a solid 10 minutes so congratulations guys we're we're almost there we've almost made it we delved into the contract (laughs) details and everything there what's wrong with us <laughs> Let's get back on Mahomes quick. Please. <laughs> well, we depth here. <laughs> um, all right, shall I go next then? With um, go for because it, yeah. I think mine's an offensive player as well. So mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm actually going to say the player or players uh, that uh, really are going to have to have a make or break game on Saturday is mainly it's going to be Cody Thompson. 
Yeah. Um, because he has looked good, and he has. Pringle hasn't particularly looked good mm-hmm. during this preseason. So I think he's slightly ahead at the minute. I would um, agree. And he's looked he's looked bright. I've I've quite liked him, but mm. like we said before, this wide receiver core is just so jam packed mm-hmm. at the minute, isn't it? With with huge talent in there. So they are going to be, you know, gathering up the scraps at the end of, you know, the, the you know wide receiver six, WR six and seven and that. But yeah, um, Cody Thompson for me, I think he's the one that probably could edge Pringle out on this, and it's going to be an interesting battle, I think. It'd be interesting to see like how it's evaluated and what's the determining factor in regards to who gets cut and who stays. Is it going to be wide receiver play or is it going to be Dave Tubin special teams? Yeah. Um, I've said before uh, that I don't think that you can really look at the fifth and sixth wide receivers as contributors on offense. I think their main um, reason for being in the, on the roster is special teams play. So they've both looked okay in special teams. Pringle more so as a uh, as a returner, yeah. and then Thompson more so as a gunner. So it'd be interesting to see who who comes out on top in that in that battle. And I, at the moment, I'm probably with you. My money's probably just on Thompson. It does look good. Yeah, mm-hmm. It does look good. And Pringle has he, he did have a good preseason last year, didn't he? So probably got that going for him but yeah they yeah. managed to like mist stash him didn't they on that mystery IR did, for, yeah, for a little while so they, they um, might do it again you never, know. you never know yeah I can't see it this time I think if Pringle um, I think he's turned a few more heads this time round potentially um, so I've, same with Thompson I've, I, I don't I can't see either of them making the practice squad especially because there's so many eyes on the Chiefs wide receiver group and the depth that he's got that um, I'm sure there'll be a team that want to pick apart or take some, take a guy from that. I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, and uh, Tom, you, apparently you've got somebody on defense. I do. He's a br- make I or do. break game on Saturday. Um, it's not necessarily a make or break in terms of roster spot because I think their roster spot is absolutely fine, but their starting spot I think is at jeopardy. Um, it's safe to say now that the, the Chiefs will play a, pro- a lot of nickel. A nickel package so your free corners Kendall Fuller Bashar Breeland absolutely fine but Traverius Ward hasn't had the greatest of, of, of seasons and pre-seasons it I'll must be said that, yeah. um, a guy that come in last year and played relatively well um, got picked on a little bit by Russell Wilson but Russell Wilson was balling that night um, but it, after that he played pretty pretty well I think we can all agree um, but this pre-season he just hasn't looked great and obviously the Chiefs have gone out and signed Mo Claiborne who can't play until week 5 and you should imagine he would come in and like be the guy but now all of a sudden Traverius Ward has got pressure from behind in in the form of Herb Miller who's looked pretty good mm-hmm. um, it'd be interesting to see how Chavez will plays on Saturday because he I should imagine he will start he will get the ones he'll get the first quarter and possibly most of the second as well they need, a good, they need another good look at him as well yeah they do yeah. they do and I'd just be interested if he gets picked on uh, on Saturday night by Garoppolo and Marcus Goodman it was Goodman on a 0.0 like that, by the way sorry Garoppolo and he's, and he's 0.0 from the last uh, the last game QBR. Yeah. Was that what it was? Was no, it? Point no, point Yeah. Wow. I should imagine. I should imagine. I should imagine uh, Shanahan will come out with something, uh, a little something on on Saturday. Not too much, but <laughs> Shanahan is one of the better play callers in this league. So it'd yeah. be interesting to see if they do pick on someone like Travis Ward. And if he doesn't have a good game and Herb Miller does, then I'm not so sure that Travis Ward will be the the other nickel, uh, the, the, the third cornerback starting. Yeah in Jacksonville I'm, I'm just not convinced I think he does need to show up on, on Saturday after a really disappointing preseason aren't we seeing this quite a bit from some of these players though that are 
considered to be the ones, but yeah. not really playing the full heart out in the preseason. I, do you think they're being told not to, you know, to keep it steady and not go in for? Not in not in Charveris Ward's case. Yeah. I don't think he's he's not nearly established enough to be able to do that. Um, if you're talking about a guy like Kelsey. Or even Kendall Fuller to a point. Kendall Fuller hasn't had a great preseason, but we know what he's capable of. Traverius Ward is still very much new to this game, and um, like he's a he's still relatively fresh to us. Yeah. Um, I don't think he can afford, especially being in the position that he's in, to ease off. Yeah. I think he is playing a hundred percent. I don't doubt the effort. I just think the ability might be beginning to show that he, um, or the lack of ability, might be beginning to show. Yeah, you still believe that Marcus Peters would be a better fit? Hundred oh, percent. We're bringing that up again. Hundred <laughs> percent. Right. We, Especially we talk- now with the switch of scheme, we yeah. talked about it a bit with Craig, but yeah. yeah, I would, I would kill to have Marcus Peters back on this. Team. <laughs> he probably wants to come back now. We've got rid yeah. of uh, Bob Sutton. <laughs> I doubt, I doubt it. I, yeah. I highly doubt it. But we won't go into that. <laughs> no, let's not go into that. No. <laughs> uh, well, preseason is well. Yeah, it's pretty much coming to an end isn't it uh, mm-hmm. we've got the third one underway on Saturday um, and then we've got one more to go and then it's, it's that's it it's, the season's underway again so is there anything that you guys are really really looking forward to um, this season do you want me, I can go first I'll jump straight in yeah go on. I, I'm looking forward to Pat Mahomes blowing the narrative that a player must regress after a, a season like he had <laughs> out of the water I, I, I'm just I'm bored of it. I really am. It's constant regression articles about Patrick Mahomes. Yes, he might regress in terms of stats, but he's not going to regress in terms of play. He's looked legit so far in preseason. Take out the Steelers game, but that doesn't count. Conditions were against him. Yeah. Just the, the delay. Air delay, everything. Like that. that doesn't count. But outside of that game, he's played very well this offseason. And everyone's writing him off saying that he's got to regress. It's impossible for a 23-year or 24-year-old quarterback to come back and play that. They've got tape on him as well. They've got tape on him. Well, I saw something earlier, and it made me think that Mahomes actually got better against teams when he played them second time around last year, like the divisional games. Oh, did you watch that video by any chance, Tom? (laughs) (laughs) I think I know exactly what video you're talking about. Was that the the video which ended up saying he could be the greatest of all time? Yes, that's the one. Okay, because I watched so many Mahomes videos like my in, in, during the day that I can't remember if they which one belongs to which um, I think I've watched the Head and Shoulders advert about 20 times <laughs> you can't get enough Mahomes <laughs> neither of us can <laughs> no. so yeah that's what I'm looking forward to is Mahomes just playing lights out being just as good as he was last year if not better and everyone all these talking heads coming out with their narratives that he has to be worse and just sticking two fingers up at them yeah Yours actually fits nicely with mine because the, the thing I'm most looking forward to is the Chiefs versus Packers, which is going oh, to be wow. Mahomes versus Rodgers. Yeah. Uh, I, that's that's like a tasty matchup there straight away. Um, when I saw that, I thought, yeah, definitely, Mahomes-Rodgers. It's it's going to be a right battle that game, I think. Is that Sunday Night Football? I think it is. Hang on. <laughs> Google, 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 Google. Google's doing some work today, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> not like you're speaking Google; it gets it all wrong. Yeah. Uh, oh god. I pretty, I'm pretty sure it's. Um, I'm pretty sure it is the Sunday night football. That's going to be crazy because the Packers travel so well, and um, the atmosphere in Arrowhead should be ridiculous. And be, obviously, yeah. you've got Aaron Rodgers, who many class as the most talented quarterback in the league, versus 
Pat Mahomes, who's going to be the guy that replaces him as the most talented. And so uh, it should be fascinating. The last time the Chiefs played the Packers uh, in Lambeau, it was such a disappointing game. I think it was a Monday night football game yeah. and we just got destroyed. And it, the game was over after two quarters. I think the highlight of it was Jeremy Macklin being the first yeah. wide receiver to catch a touchdown in like 20 games or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was so disappointing. Yeah, but this is a different Keller Fish with Mahomes. Yeah. Rogers, it should it should be incredible. I want a proper shootout. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. That's what I want in that game—a proper shootout, like Colonel Custer. <laughs> Great film. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely probably. Well, I'd say that's Tom Hardy's greatest performance. It is, yeah. Yeah, we're going yeah. to the movies again. <laughs> we're going to the movies again. Oh, um, where do you where do you stand on um, Spider Man? You two. Spider Man. Yeah, are you, oh. are you siding with Sony or Disney? Disney. I think uh, Sony have kind of shafted the MCU for quite some time. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, but it looks like we've lost Dave on the podcast. Um, so I was going to I was going to get Dave's uh, looking forward to moment, but I think I'm looking <laughs> forward to logging off. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, I think he just had enough because we we mentioned the MCU and Spider Man and Sony, and I I, I, I just imagine this. I imagine it's really upset him. <laughs> so he's just like to say, still not good over Endgame, though, was he? Yeah, he's still not no. good over Endgame. Which, by the way, was r- not rubbish, but massively disappointing. It was a letdown because you had the previous one before, which was Infinity yeah. War, which was just like just brilliant. It was mind blowing, brilliant. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. And but the Endgame was all time travel. It was, yeah, it was. It was just too easy of a cop out. I thought. I think yeah. I could have done something a bit better with that. But anyway. That was yeah. the most disappointing day I think I've had in my life. Um yeah. was the um the day that I went to watch Endgame because the, the just before the morning before I watched the uh, the Battle of Winterfell, the Game of Thrones episode. Oh, and I was fuck. and I was slightly disappointed by that. I love that episode. It, it was a like it was a good episode, but the way they tied up the White Walkers, it was too short. They spent seven series building up these yeah. White Walkers and then got rid of it in in an hour that that annoyed me but so anyway i watched that was slightly disappointed by that and i thought oh it's okay i'll go and see endgame now that will save my afternoon <laughs> and then i come out of endgame like literally t- three what three hours happening? after finishing game of thrones <laughs> i was like this is the most disappointing day of my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> like i had me felt, down stop it yeah. i haven't felt this bad since d ford like <laughs> it was awful it was awful oh, don't bring that name up please um <laughs> Should we do one more thing where we do our, what we're least looking forward to? Okay, okay. Um, and then we'll leave it at that because as soon as we've lost Dave, we can't get him back on now. But um, what, what are you least looking forward to? Um, I think season? I'm least looking forward to the Chiefs' inevitable playoff letdown. Yeah. And I know it seems like a bit of a cop-out, but the Chiefs are favourites this year going into the season. Mm-hmm. And I just, I've got a feeling that we'll probably get over the Patriots bump or hump this year yeah but then we do something silly like lose to the Colts or the Browns or the Steelers and where we were expected to make the Super Bowl we're gonna we're we're gonna I've just got this horrible feeling that we're gonna mess it up and I know we're meant to be optimists going into the season we've got Mahomes we've got this new defense I've just got a horrible feeling that we get there and it's not going to be the defense that let us down it's going to be like a silly play on offense or something like yeah. that something really unexpected like the Jamal Charles fumble on Red Thursday against the Broncos <laughs> something stupid like that is going to happen we were just running the game clock down weren't we yeah to take it Charles to overtime and then yeah it's just something yeah. something like that and I just got a feeling because of Andy Reid's history and playoff 
like lack of luck, I suppose. Um, I've just got a feeling it's it's, it's going to happen, and it's going to be a big mental barrier for the Chiefs to get over the hump and make the Super Bowl. I and I hope they right, do it yeah. soon. But I, I don't want to start off the season thinking like this. I want to enjoy the season, and mm-hmm. um, and I enjoy the journey. And if the Chiefs do manage to get over that hump and make the Super Bowl, then I'll be a very happy boy. When you look back, I mean, you hit on something there. When you look back at uh, the different playoff games that the Chiefs have had in recent mm-hmm. years and you look at the bad luck mm-hmm. that has completely changed the games yeah single plays single plays or yeah. a, just a, a bad decision Jeff Triplett or well, actually actually, no that's that's the one game that you can probably look at multiple plays because you got the Jeff Triplett decision and obviously you got the Mariota pass to himself but yeah that was just a freak accident but again <laughs> yeah. that, that was like a single that was another look thing wasn't it yeah, it was yeah. You know, you, normally if you bat that ball down, mm. that's mm. it. It's on the ground. But no, mm. Mariota's following it up, and, and and you know he's over the line. It's it's just one thing after another, bad luck yeah. after bad yeah. luck. And when you look at it on the other side, you look at the Patriots, and there's so much luck. Yeah. In their Super Bowl, I'm not I'm not trying to say it as though I'm hating them. I mean, I do hate them, but they have so much luck in the yeah. Super Bowls and, the and, margins, and in these playoff games the margins are so thin they are and thin that, yeah and that's what's that's what's great about sport is that the one minute you can be as high as a kite and next thing you know you can be as low as the Grand Canyon you like yeah. that's that's how the difference in in the, in the emotions in sport obviously you mentioned the Patriots they've obviously been on the bad side of that okay they've had more good luck than bad luck yeah but Look at the David Tyree helmet catch. Look at the Mario Manningham um, catch. Like the two freak plays, like like in the Super Bowl that they won against the Seahawks. Like that that catch that curse made. Yeah. No, the the catch the curse made just before oh. to set the Seahawks up down yeah. by the the goal line when the ball bounced around off like three or four bodies. <laughs> it's, it's, the margins are so thin in sport, and that's what makes sport great. But I just feel like the Chiefs. We need some luck, mate. They need some luck, and if they get it, then great. They're due some, but if they don't get the luck that they probably deserve now, then I think we are destined for disappointment in January, mm-hmm. which is a really morbid way of looking at things. That's that's yeah, but I'm, I'm with you on that one. What you're least looking forward to is mm-hmm. is just seeing something, something either a coin flip or something go against you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm most looking forward to now? What? Being wrong. <laughs> nice. I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. I like what you did there, mate. Very nice. Uh, well, seeing as we lost Dave, um, we might have to wrap it up, mate. But um, have you got the? I just wanted to give everybody, you know, all the listeners, the the the, um, the dates and everything for the um, the watch meets that we've got. Okay. Um, have you got them there? Because I, I, I do. Have a quick search. Have you got them there? Have you? I do. I know. I know from off by heart now. Off by uh, heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know them. I've typed them out enough to various people. Great. Um, so, so week one, uh, we're in London, um, September the eighth. You want the actual date? Um, we're yet to decide on a venue in London. We've basically got the option of two. I'm leaning towards one at the moment, but the second one is kind of putting like a mini proposal together for us uh, for this meet. Um, we're likely not to find to find out until the week of the meet, right. um, it, like the Monday or Tuesday. It, maybe this, the game that Sky decides to show may swing us one way or the other right um so yeah we will there's definitely gonna be central london it's either london bridge or it's leicester square and mm-hmm. um, so 
it's central London, so you haven't got to worry about that in regards to hotels and whatnot. Um, week eight, we're in. Uh, yeah, was it week eight? No, week ten, we're in Newcastle. Yeah. Uh, November the eighth. Uh, no, not eighth. Tenth. Sorry. Uh, no, we're, I think we're going on the eighth, aren't we? We're going on the eighth. We're yeah, going for yeah. a two-day bender before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yes. Uh, November the tenth, we're in Newcastle. Uh, a few of us are there all weekend. Uh, some people are just flying in for the meet and then going home again. But yeah, yeah. join us at Shark Park on Shark Bar. Twenty odd people now. It's, it, at the moment, it's closer to thirty than it is twenty. Really? So, yeah, wow. which is going. It's looking good. That's good. Uh, and then week thirteen, December the first, we're in Bristol. Uh, venue to get to, to be to be decided. And then in week fourteen, um, we're back in London for the Patriots game. Uh, so yeah, so we've got, we got make it to that one. You know, so we've got four meets planned. Yeah, well, it's a nine twenty-five kickoff, so I'm going to take the day off after work yeah. after Brad. So if you want to come and join me and stay what? at my house, you're more than welcome. What date's that again? Uh, so I think it's the eighth. I think it's the eighth of December. Eighth of December. That's yeah. that, that's so tempting, mate. Yeah, that yeah really it's going to be so tempting. Like a lot of people are saying it could be flex, but there's no way in hell that CBS are going to lose that game. That's no going to be Nance and Romo nine twenty five, their game of the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brady versus Mahomes again. Oh, have you seen the news? Uh, the NBC are going to start showing games um, all year with their primary cam being the the Sky Cam, the Madden yeah. View. Yeah. Really? Yeah. What do you think about that? Is that the one they had for the uh, um, the AAF games, the Sky yes. Cam thing? Yes, yeah, the one from the behind the quarterback. Yeah, I don't like it. I'm I'm a quite a traditionalist because yeah. I like to see the I like to see, you know, the full kind of um, setup from both sides, and and I suppose you can see it from the the quarterback's angle and view and viewpoint. But I don't know. I'm just traditionalist wise. I, I just I'm not keen. See, I would argue that you can see more in Skycam because you can, like, when you can see downfield on, sure. on the on the traditional camera, you see the offensive line, short routes, and then obviously the quarterback because it just follows the ball, doesn't it? Yeah. Where I suppose with Skycam, you can see basically the all twenty-two, so you can see who's getting open. It, it, I think it's going to take some getting used to, but I, I think I kind yeah. of like, I kind of like it. My only problem with it, I think, is. When you get plays like where you want to see if the ball's short or not, like short of the first down marker, because you haven't got that side view, you don't really know. It's hard to tell from behind how far someone's lent the ball and whether it's a first down or not. And I think you'll struggle with those. But in general, I'm quite looking forward to seeing like what Mahomes sees. If he throws a no-look pass, you'll be able to see the angle of it perfectly first time. Um, so yeah, I, I'm. I, I don't know. I, I'm. I think, I think I'm on board with it. I think it's nice in moderation. Yes, if it's just the as long as it's just like just NBC showing it. Yeah. If if all the networks take it for all the prime time games, I think it will take a lot of getting used to and, yeah. and probably put some people off watching some games. I, I know a lot of people like Seth um, and Ryan and everybody like that mm-hmm. who, who you know we get on the show and I, oh. they they do like that angle. Yeah, of course they do because they, they, they get it's, everything, don't they? Really? It's going to be great for them because they can break down film instantly as opposed to waiting two days for the game pass footage. Yeah. Um, so in terms of content that we get to read, it would be brilliant for that because it's going to be more instant. But in terms of the actual viewing, I, I don't know if I fancy it the whole time. I'm, I'm like you. I think I like it as a novelty. I like, do you know what I like about the normal the normal way of watching it? Is it's a bit of a surprise. Right. Well, when, when the ball's going, <laughs> when the ball's yeah, when the ball's going across screen, and then and then you think, God, I hope one of our receivers is on the end of it. Where yeah, yeah, Skycam, you're going to look at it and you think, Well, he's got it all day long. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't you? So yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I, I probably like that bit of surprise element mm. in the game. 
But it doesn't help that the one game I've watched it with the sky cam, I think Mariota was the, one of the quarterbacks and watching Mariota and seeing what he sees is, was just pretty funny to be honest because he just saw ghosts and, and he <laughs> saw receivers that he thought were open that just definitely wasn't. So Squirrels running across the, uh, the field. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought of that one. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> all right, mate. I think that's uh, we've all, all we've got time for. Um, yeah, no worries. I'm, I'm running... I'm actually forgetting how to speak now, so that's probably a good time to stop. Uh, so, yeah, uh, let us know your thoughts on who you think um, is going to have a make-or-break game on Saturday. And also let us know what you're most looking forward to this season and what you're least looking forward to this season as well. So let us know on the Arrowheads Abroad uh, Facebook and Twitter page and uh, get involved with the, uh, the discussions. So, from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon.